Welcome everyone to our first The Big Question podcast, a collaboration between TeacherTap and the Chartered College of Teaching, in which we look at hot off the press data on various topics concerning teaching, learning and teacher development, and ask teachers to comment on the findings by reflecting on their own experiences. My name is Alison Peacock, I'm CEO of the Chartered College of Teaching, and I will be hosting today's episode. I'm delighted to be joined by Karen Vespisa, Chief Operating Officer at Teacher Tap, and Dr. Lisa Maria Muller, our Head of Research, Deepika Narula, who teaches chemistry in secondary school, and Stephen Lockyer, a primary school teacher. Today's big question is, inset, is it worth it? So before we dive into the data, I'd love to hear about your best and worst inset day experiences to Pika and Stephen. Let's start with Stephen. Do you have a best or worst story for us to, to hear about? Um, I have quite a collection of best and worst experiences over, the, over my career, but I think the, possibly the worst one was, and quite infamously, a brain gym conference where uh, about five years into my teaching career, they were asking us to stand up in a theatre and uh, sing Reach for the Stars. And, and even then I was thinking, I'm, I'm not sure of the pedagogical value of this, to be honest. And I, th I think that my height of cynicism came in and thankfully it was, it was uh, quite short lived, which sort of reflects it. And I think that the best one for me and the best whole school inset for me was, it, it was a, called The Challenge of Creativity and it was run by an author. And it was basically, you know, the, the term fear of the blank page. And it was getting us to experience that. And she asked us to write an answer to a question about something that we'd, it was advanced engineering or something. And of course, we're just sitting there struggling. And she said, and now you're experiencing exactly what every single year three child sees. And, and, it, and it went on like that. And it was a very good experiential inset um, because it, it tackled the, the challenges that we had at that point in the school. That's, that's really interesting. Putting yourself in the position of the learner is... Uh... Mm. It's always a, it's a good thing, isn't it? So what about you, Dapika? Do you have a best or worst inset story you'd like to share? Um, well, what I can say is I, I don't have best or worst stories, but I have like stories about inset. I think sometimes what happens on inset days is there is session after session after session. And that can be, uh, sometimes I found it can be draining. It can just be a lot of cognitive overload and then you just need time to think as well rather than just receiving information specifically sometimes i feel like if there is a teaching and learning inset you are really excited to hear about something that has worked for some other colleague but you actually don't get time to implement it and i think uh, i have been to some sessions during inset where speakers have come and they have delivered talks about any strategy that can work, but I have struggled to find time to implement it. And I think what I have observed, so I have been teaching 10 years, what I have seen over those 10 years is that yes, schools are making a shift towards uh, giving some time to teachers, but again, it's not enough. So maybe time to reflect, time to think about how I can apply that to my subject. Now, this is specifically for if there is a teaching and learning uh, inset. 
sometimes I often wonder as well, what do I want to change in my teaching practice? Or if there is an inset on, let's say, dual coding, how will it apply to my subject? So I think we need to have clarity regarding that on insects as well before we can actually implement anything in our teaching. That's really interesting. Those are really, really insightful comments. TeacherTap have asked over 8,000 teachers about their experience with inset days and CPD. Karen, over to you. Thanks, Alison. So a couple of days into term, we used TeacherTap to ask our 8,000 teachers what had happened, whether they'd had any insert in the first day or two of term and what it had involved. We've been asking these questions about insert and, and other topics for a good four years or so now. So we're able to look at what's happening now, but also how it's changing over time. And what we found when it comes to inset, it's actually pretty consistent. So when we first started asking about this in 2019, we found that inset mainly comprises of a head teacher's briefings or updates on policies and statutory stuff, you know, safeguarding, first aid, those kinds of pieces of information. So around 80% of teachers were telling us that they were receiving that. And those statistics are pretty much the same when we asked in 2022. So 89% of teachers said that there'd been a head teacher's briefing on the school and on policies, and 84 said that there had been statutory training. So those are the two kind of really common parts of inset that we can see. And it, it seems to have been that way for, for quite a long time. Interestingly, the only real change over the past five years is the increase in the number of statutory sessions that are taking place. So that might be something to explore, why, why that's going up a little bit, but, but not a massive amount. It's worth saying that as well as those kind of uh, information giving sessions, there's also time provided for teachers to plan and, and prepare as well. So around 70% of teachers said that they got some planning or preparation time. Only around half told us that they got whole school or, or pedagogy focused professional development sessions that was slightly more common in secondary schools than in primary schools and a quarter got subject specific professional development so that's kind of what's what's going on we delved a little bit deeper with an open question to find out what topics have been covered during any professional development they've done and as I said from, from the question we asked before, there's lots of things around safeguarding and policies, but also notable were people who were having sessions on behaviour, sessions on special educational needs and disabilities, and sessions on Ofsted. Those were sort of some real big themes that were coming through. And it'd be quite interesting to think about whether those are kind of start of year, start of term themes, or whether these are constantly important things. A little bit further into this, we, we also wanted to know what teachers want in inset. So we asked what they got, but we also checked on what they wanted. And here we spot quite a disparity. So whilst, as you remember, lots said that there were head teachers briefings, uh, school policy updates, statutory training, very few teachers said they actually wanted to have those in these initial inset days. So only 18% said they wanted to hear those briefings and things. 16% said that they wanted the statutory stuff. And conversely, lots more said that they wanted 
the subject specific professional development and, and as you remember not not that many were getting it we also checked out what the impact might be of inset so we asked do you think that the inset day you attended will lead to an improvement in various different areas whether that's your teaching practice other people's teaching practice outcomes for for learners and sadly not a lot of teachers thought it was going to have an impact or an improvement in those areas so sort of fewer than a third of teachers thought that but interestingly nearly twice as many head teachers thought it was going to have an impact so 32 percent of class teachers said it would lead to an improvement in outcomes for learners compared to 61 percent of head teachers so that's something else to reflect on and perhaps discuss why there's this disparity what heads are providing and think they're providing and what teachers are receiving and what they think will be useful and a little footnote to finish who's running the inset about a quarter of teachers told us this year that their inset was run by an external trainer or consultant as you would imagine the most common response was around the head teacher running things or, or people in school running things i did notice though that almost twice as many teachers working in independent schools said that they had that external consultant or trainer coming in but i didn't spot a, a matching impact on the pupils or the teachers practice so they're getting these external people in but I don't know whether it's making that much difference and to throw in a couple of fun facts just to end with we also check on on slightly more light-hearted issues as well so we found that 77 percent of teachers wear their own clothes when they're going to inset only six percent are wearing a proper uh, work clothes like a suit and we also found that over half of teachers get a free lunch on inset day. So there is something to celebrate, even though very few of these get a free lunch any other day of the year. So <laughs> let's end on that high note, Alison. Right. Well, thank you very much, Karen. That's very insightful. You know, um, speaking as a former head teacher who used to run head teacher updates, I mean, I can say definitely that our inset days were amazing opportunities <laughs> from my perspective. But in all seriousness, I think when I was a head teacher, there was a lot of reconnecting at the beginning of the term. So I would see quite often inset day as a, as a chance to kind of restate the vision, but then also an opportunity for people to reconnect, to have phase meetings, to enjoy a lunch together, as you say, as a social kind of occasion. But if I reflect on the amount of learning that took place on those inset days, I'm really not sure. I think it was, I think the purpose for us was much more, as I say, about regathering as a community. And there's value in that. But um, I think, I don't think that's quite what Kenneth Baker had in mind when uh, inset days were first devised. <laughs> Stephen and Dapika, why do you think there is such a disparity between what teachers want and what they get as part of their inset days? It's, um... It's a really good question. I think that it's going to be very, very difficult to, to always fully marry those items up. And I think that sometimes leaders let themselves down by not showing the provenance of their thinking. And what I mean by that is sometimes you'll have a, an inset which is it's seemingly out of the blue. You didn't realize there was a particular problem with, with 
this in the school uh, and suddenly it's a, a huge focus and what the leaders haven't done is set the scene by showing the provenance of that problem so two years back we noticed that the year 11 students were leaving unable to use capital letters full stops so we started investigating that and that went into the English department we recognized it it wasn't just the English department's fault therefore as a whole school we're going to focus out the, the the grounding concepts of full grammar in all subjects and I think sometimes you miss out those first two steps and suddenly you're being hit with a tornado and you're thinking where where's it have, have, have the heads been on a course last week and suddenly they've, they've scrabbled around and found this and I think if you show the provenance then then teachers don't story build and I think that that's it's really important to to show where it's coming from and what you're seeking to achieve so some course courses we've done recently at my school and um, it's been a very we, we call it Rodney Copperbottom from Robot, see a need, fill a need. So we saw a need for more ethnic diverse examples in literature and in our lessons. So as a result, we've all been studying and looking at our uh, schemes of work and our curriculum to see are they being representative of our cohorts as a whole. Now, because we knew that there was the problem, we saw that there was the problem, we could we can actually in the work do the fixing of that problem. And I think sometimes for teachers, and, and you're in you're in a different bubble as a teacher like I've just had my lunch and it's been a, a mild speed of indigestion like every single day you're not aware of the wider whole school issues because you're focused on your class so showing the teachers that provenance really helps to ground in why you're doing something it gives it a purpose because teachers are so busy anyway and there's so much to do that if you're not given the purpose for something it's very easy to dispose of it that mentally as well as you know sometimes physically so just making something meaningful is really yes, giving it yeah explaining why explaining why the other thing i would say is a real danger of insects is um and this this might, I might be going out on a limb here is making sure that your insects deliver what you say you should be delivering as a teacher in the classroom so if you're asking your teachers to make sure that the lessons are dynamic you've got to make sure that your insects are dynamic as well because we are as teachers are judging you as leaders. <laughs> Thank you. What do you think, Topeka? Why is there such a disparity between teacher expectations and reality when it comes to inset days? Uh, what I, I think is why there is disparities, it depends on purpose of your inset. And uh, if you think about in terms of maybe head teacher's vision or what a teacher wants, that might be different. So their agenda might be different. So for example, at the start of the term in September, I have seen like head teachers or I have been into inset where uh, we are delivered sessions on Ofsted. Why schools are worried about that is, or why a head teacher or SLT will be worried about that is because it's a high stake. And uh, schools, uh, I would say, where the school will end up it matters a lot, but as a staff, maybe as a teacher or not as a middle leader, I'm talking about a teacher that might not be priority for you. You might just want to get on with your planning for the term. And now I think it's, it's a tricky one because if you think about safeguarding, especially coming after a break after summer, you might need a refresher and probably not a longer session. So I think, maybe teachers have different agenda on their mind when they come back especially after summer and what i think is sometimes 
teaching is such a dynamic profession, we forget and we as teachers need some time to build routines. And I think maybe, I don't know, maybe technology can play a role when we are delivering in set. Can we use some recorded sessions? Can we use technology to enhance our inset experience? But again, if the policy has changed, maybe just taking time to address those changes and not using a longer session or maybe giving teachers time to use that inset day flexibly where it fits in with their day. How could we use inset days more effectively? Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if it could be like there is a proper solution for that, but I, I think maybe we can build in some time in these inset days uh, so that we can like, you know, maybe engage with research or read about educational research, or maybe having that time to talk to colleagues and think about a culture of sharing. I, I think as teachers, we are always running out of time. There is a meeting to attend, or we have not even, I would not even say pressure, but we want to run clubs and uh, maybe a student needs help. So I think if inset time has to be it, it has to be thought about very, very carefully, maybe have a school focus and then a department focus and then individual focus. So I don't know if there is like a one particular answer, but I think teachers and schools try to do their best. But again, finding that time to implement anything is what, what, will, what, what the problem is, finding that time because we are always running short of time. And Stephen, what do you think inset days should focus on? And how can we achieve that goal realistically? If there's so much statutory and visionary content to cover. It's very interesting because I think that uh, no one is particularly excited about the statutory stuff and yet it is vital. Um, and it's just one of those things and, and it's, it's a bit like just having to pay your mortgage, isn't it? You don't wanna have to do it but you have to do it, okay? Um, and I think that the, the best way of tackling the statutory challenges is, is just to, to acknowledge the fact that it's got to be done, but trying to make it in an accessible and as fresh a way as possible. And I think whether that's in working in small groups or having different voices, and I think particularly having an external speaker come and introduce an aspect of safeguarding, for example, or tackling a specific area like that, just gives it fresh eyes. Um, mm. Regarding the non-statutory things, it really should be led by what the school is working on and what it seems seek, seeking to be developed. I think that there's a real danger within set that sometimes it can be sometimes seen as a time to fill rather than a time that, that then this is this is precious. I mean, what is it? It's 20 hours, of which half of it is statutory. So you've got 10 hours golden time that you can really build the school. And I think that you can do transformative things with insets. And, and it reminds me of the times when we used to go out to courses as teachers um, in the old days, pre-COVID, and you'd fill in the, app, the feedback form at the end. And, and, and without doubt, one of the highlights on every single course was that bit at the bottom of the form where you put um, working with other colleagues. And I think if you can use the expertise of your school and go, we're weak in this bit, but we know that that teacher in year six is an absolute whiz at breaking down sentence structure so we're going to ask them to lead 
half hour and then we're, we're going to work in groups that we wouldn't normally work with and see how we can develop it. Those are the ones that are really instructive because you want something that you're doing on day one that you're going to use on day two. And I think if you have something that you, you're learning on day one that you might use next term, it's in the bin. And I think that's another danger, sorry to go on and on, but another danger of an inset is that it happens as a one-off, like a concert, and you've, you've, you've been to the concert and that's it, you never hear the band again. And I think that one thing that really frustrates teachers is an inset that happens in isolation and it's never really talked of again, or it's acknowledged as a measure against. I think if you're introducing something, we revisit that every week until it's, until it's part of the, the varnish of the school, if you like. Thank you. Those are really, really insightful comments. And of course, making sure that the learning sticks. It's what yeah. we do when we're thinking about our students. It's what we should be doing when we're thinking about our colleagues uh, in terms of professional learning. Thank you very much indeed. And finally, Lisa Maria, what are your thoughts about these findings? How do they relate to the wider research literature on CPD? So I think actually, interestingly, a lot of the points have already been brought up by uh, Stevens and Dapika's contributions. Maybe we're just putting a little bit too much pressure on the inset days. Uh, we know that one-off events rarely have an impact and can have an impact on, on our practice. So maybe we should reflect, and um, Stephen alluded to this in Dapika as well, about how they can be merged together, how they can be combined um, across the year. School leaders and teachers may want to reflect on how the first inset day connects to the other ones in the year, um, how that encourages some reflection. Um, the peak alluded to the idea that maybe the inset day could be a whole school thing, and then there could be some follow-on departmental work happening um, if you're working in a secondary school. And then you come back together and reflect as a whole school again on your different approaches, on your different experiences, say if you've maybe encountered a new approach to teaching which would be hugely enriching um, for everyone involved. But we shouldn't forget also how important a shared school culture is. And therefore, um, those inset days and communicating those values can be very beneficial. But maybe sometimes that value isn't made very explicit, isn't communicated explicitly. So maybe there is some work to be done around making sure that everyone's aware of the impact that a, um, a shared culture can have on schools and their students and their teachers and then connecting that um, to what's going on during the day and both Stephen and Topeka have reflected on just making those goals a little bit more explicit and we know from research how important that is. We've touched on the continuity, on that reflective element. One thing that came through um, in both Stephen's and Topeka's suggestions as well is that peer element. We know just how important peer collaboration is. Um, we know how important peer reflection is. So providing some space during inset days to plan some of these activities and to reflect together can be hugely beneficial. And clearly from what Stephen and Dupika suggested, um, it is something that can be perceived as very positively um, by teachers. Again, the longitudinal approach, coming back to things, reflecting on them again. And I really like Topeka's suggestion of making use of technology. We have learned from this pandemic and we've seen it in our research as well, 
just how innovative schools have become in their use of technology. And we've learned um, just how many of them want to continue to use technology in some shape or form, especially when it comes to recordings. So maybe we don't have to use the inset day to listen to a lecture together just because we're in a room together. Maybe that can be done online. Maybe a lecture can be recorded and we can use the inset day to actually reflect together, to get together as a team and discuss what we take away from um, some external or internal input from one of our colleagues. I think those are just a few things that I picked up on as I was listening and that definitely chime in with what we know from uh, research on effective approaches to CPD. Thank you very much. That's great. Well, this was the first of the big question. Um, we hope to do these very regularly. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you. If you have enjoyed today's episode and would like to access more research evidence for your classroom, you can join the Chartered College of Teaching for as little as $1.96 per month at www.chartered.college. And remember to download TeacherTap free from your app or Play Store to share your views, opinions and experiences from the classroom. Every voice makes the picture clearer.